0: begin to read them, you're going to know why most people skip them. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a survey real quick tonight. How many of y'all believe that the Bible is God's Word? Amen? How many of y'all believe it's forever settled in heaven? So don't get mad at the preacher for just telling you what the book says. Alright, so let's read it together, and then we'll try to get what the Lord has for us. Titus chapter 2, verse 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. "...that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience, that the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accuser, accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, Good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober minded. In all things, show thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, show uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient, To their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not prolonging, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. We understand by studying the book of Titus, this little epistle, that Paul is encouraging Titus uh, concerning preaching. That's what chapter 1, verse 3 talks about. But at in due times, God hath manifested His Word through preaching. And Paul is encouraging and instructing Titus to preach the Word of God. And he done that in chapter 1. He continues that theme in chapter 2. Now we've got to remember that when Paul wrote to Titus, he didn't write chapter 1. And then got to verse fifteen, then start or sixteen, and then write chapter two. The verse and chapter divisions were added later for convenience, and I thank God they done that so we could uh, get through our Bible easier and be able to locate scriptures to help us. But this is one letter, this is one continual thought, one continual uh, letter to Titus. And in verse number one, he said, "But speak thou the things." which become sound doctrine. Now, we preached a couple of weeks ago on the subject of sound doctrine. And we'll do a little bit of review. We said that doctrine is what? Doctrine is what we believe. But sound doctrine is how we behave. So how you behave reveals what you believe. And on the, on the contrary, what you believe should determine how you behave. In other words, we are not saved by works. Somebody say amen right there. In fact, Titus chapter 3 verse 5, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the wash of regeneration... And renewing of the Holy Ghost. So he's he's not teaching a a work salvation in this chapter. If he was doing in this book, if he was doing that, he would have contradicted himself with Titus three five, where he said it's not by works of righteousness. So what is he talking about? He's talking about the principle uh, that if you and I have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we are saved, then it ought to make a difference in how we live our lives. Amen. I, I recall there in the book of Exodus how when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, uh, that he had the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And God told Moses, I'm doing this to put a difference between you and the Egyptians. God said, I want there to be a notable difference between my people and the world's people. And I still believe that is true. Amen. That ought ought to be the desire of our heart. Now, here's what I'm looking at tonight. Here's my thought. Paul is telling Titus that he needs to be practical in his preaching. Watch what he says. Speak thou, preach, declare, speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. I want to preach on that thought tonight. Practical preaching. Practical preaching. The word practical means capable of practice or active use. In other words, taking what is preached from the Word of God and putting it in shoe leather the next day and living out, not necessarily the sermon that was preached, but the Scriptures uh, that Word declared. The Bible said in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word uh, that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. And I believe that tonight. You know what Titus is, Paul was is telling Titus to do? He said, Titus, you need to preach on how God's people ought to live. He says, that's what he said in that verse. Speak thou the things, watch the phrase, which become sound doctrine. He said you need to tell them how they need to live their life after they're saved. You know, we're living, in a, we're living in a day. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul tells Timothy, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Well, that's where we're at today. I've said it over and over again. I've never had anybody leave our church over doctrine. What I believe. But I have had them lead the church over over sound doctrine, how they ought to behave, Amen. Well, I just don't think, and listen to me tonight. The only authority that I have as a pastor is the authority of the Word of God, Amen. And so, I want to deal with this tonight on practical preaching. And there's three things, <coughs> excuse me, that I want to say out of this text tonight first of all in verse number one there is the demand for practical preaching the demand for practical preaching watch watch what he says but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine we're going to run through this quickly so i can get to the second one but notice the conjunction in verse number one he says but, in other words, it is relating back to the context of chapter number 1 where he's dealing with the false teachers and he's dealing with the false doctrine that were sneaking into the church at Crete. He said, I know there's false teachers. I know there's false doctrines uh, that is being propagated there in those churches. Uh, but in spite of the false doctrines they're teaching, you keep on preaching it right. Amen. I want to remind us all tonight that preaching the Word of God will fix a lot of problems. Amen. We don't have to change the message. Oh, We don't have to compromise the message. We don't have to conform the message to the world. Oh, but we're to preach what thus saith the Lord. Amen. The conjunction. But then there is the command. Speak thou the things. How is Timothy supposed to speak? Well, look at verse number 15. Titus chapter 2 verse 15. He's going to tell you how to speak. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. He said, here's what you're going to do, Timothy. You need to exhort him. You need to rebuke them, and you need to do it with all authority. Exhort means to call one aside; it means to put some personal investment. Rebuke means to correct the area to find a fault and then correct it. And then that word with all authority means that somebody's got to take the charge. Amen. As the pastor, I'm not a dictator, but I am the head tator. Amen. And I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm, one fellow said, "I'm not in charge. I'm just here to make sure nobody else is in charge." Amen. Somebody has to lead. Somebody has to has to take the over. Paul talks or Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter number 5. He said, Timothy, you're going to have to exhort him. you're going to have to rebuke him. and you do it with all authority. But then watch what he says in verse 15. Let no man despise thee. It's, he said, Don't give him a reason to despise you. Make sure that you're living up to those qualifications in chapter number one that we went over. There's the conjunction, there's the command. But then notice the conforming in verse number one: speak thou the things which become. Sound doctrine. This indicates that the preacher of God's Word should shape and conform the lives of the hearers. In other words, don't line up with the preacher. Line up with the book. Somebody said, well, you're just trying to get everybody to line up with you. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want you to line up with me. If you'll line up with the Word of God, we'll be on the right page, amen. And I'm telling you tonight, that's what he's talking about. So there, there is the demand. There is the demand for practical preaching. But here's where we get at the verse you don't hear much preaching on. There are the details of practical preaching. Here's what I mean by that. Paul does not only instruct Titus to preach on how saved people ought to live. He then tells them how they ought to live. He then tells them, Titus, you ain't got to wonder how should a saved person live. I'm going to tell you how they ought to live. He's going to deal with four or five categories of people. First of all, he'll deal with the aged men. The aged men, the word aged here doesn't necessarily mean Eric, I mean elderly, but it means maturity. It means growth, not just physically, but also spiritually. So, what is the command of the aged men? Well, let's look at it in our Bibles. We're Bible readers, ain't we? Look at the first one. That the aged men be sober. Thank you. Let's try it again. That the aged men be sober. This word literally means to be free from intoxication. May I remind you that Proverbs 20 verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging and whosoever deceived thereby is not wise. It has never been right. It will never be right for anybody, especially saved people, to consume wine, alcohol, amen, any kind of beverages, mixed drinks, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to pull out there. It has never been right nor will it ever be right. We have people that have left our church or are posting all over Facebook of them drinking alcohol on their vacations and some of you like the pictures. You're condoning what they're doing. Somebody said, you looked? Yeah, I looked. Amen. I mean, you're going to like it. I'm going to, I'm going to preach on it. Amen. You're condoning the consumption of alcoholic beverages. That's not right. That's not right. Nobody has ever been made a better person by alcohol. Nobody's ever been made a better person because of beer, wine, vodka, uh, whatever you want to lay out there. Nobody's ever It's never made him a better daddy. It's never made him a better mama. It's never made him a better citizen. All it does is corrupt and ruin homes and families. Right. You young people, you to, and we got adults here tonight uh, that God saved you out of a life of sin, and you know what that tastes like. And God took it away from you. You know what your desire is? That these young people would never get a taste of what that stuff tastes like. They would never know what that feels like. Young people, you ought to make up your mind now. I'm not going to put that in my body. I'm not going to subject myself to that. All it does is bring re- regret and bring ruin to your life. Some of you adults, not help me. Amen supposed to be sober amen so i said well you shouldn't judge people i'm not judging people i'm gonna tell you what the ju- he literally says we're to be sober it's amazing that even christians now are trying to make an excuse for a social drink some of y'all are wondering through your head right now did you like a picture by accident amen <laughs> it wasn't you william <laughs> amen I'm just telling you tonight. It, it's, it, we're living in a day where they're trying to make alcohol a part of the church. Well, Jesus turned water into wine. Did you realize that they did not have distilleries till a thousand years after Christ was on the earth? Did you hear what I said? They didn't have distilleries until, I read it last week. They didn't have distilleries till a thousand years after Jesus was on the earth. And the wine that they did have in that day was a grape juice, and even the fermented wine, it was still not as strong, wasn't right, but it still wasn't as strong as what people are pumping in their bodies today. And then, let's add on top of that, Jesus turned water into wine, okay? It didn't ferment. It was just right there in the water pots. He would be a hypocrite to turn water into wine and say earlier in his book that wine is a mocker and strong drink is a rage. Whoever is deceived by is not wise. Well, Paul told Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach's sake. It was med- for medicinal purposes and, and me- medication. They did not have the medicine that we have today. Well, Proverbs 30 says, Give wine to him that's ready to perish. Our modern day, that's morphine. Help me now. It's a different day. It's amazing what contextual Bible study will do. But I ain't amazing if people want to find any route they can. To drink alcohol. I am so thankful tonight that I can take my family on vacation. That I can take my family out to a restaurant. And I don't have to drink alcohol to enjoy that. By the way, you see these bunch of morons in a restaurant with alcohol all over the table. And they got kids sitting around. Who's driving home? I want to walk out in the parking lot, find their cars, give the license number and call a cop. Say, hey, you might have a customer here in a little bit. Be sober. Then what's the next thing? They're to be grave. This word grave gives the idea they're serious. They have character. This doesn't mean they walk around looking like some of you look. I'm glad I'm saved. I know it's you know Halloween time, Lurch, but that's not what it's talking about, alright? This gives the idea that they're serious men. doesn't mean they can't have fun or laugh. You can't hang around this church and not laugh. I mean, our motto here, laugh at yourself because we're going to. I mean, we're going, we're going to have that put on our stationery. Somebody say amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You ought to smile and have a good time. But when it comes to serious matters, you ought to be serious about it. Hey, drinking alcohol is a serious matter that we ought to stand against. Amen. Then here's the next thing. They'd be temperate. This word temperate means self-controlled, of a sound mind. In other words, he ain't living for the desires of the flesh. I'm reminded that temperate is one of the fruit of the spirits in Galatians chapter 5. That indicates to me that this man is spirit filled. Amen. By the way, let me just run this by you. You cannot be a member of this church and drink alcohol. That's not only against our bylaws, but it's against the Bible. I just try to say that every once in a while to remind us that when you join this church, you made a commitment that you are not going to consume alcoholic beverages. Amen. Amen. Then, let me move on. They're to be sound in verse number three, or verse number two. He said they need to be sound. He gives three areas. That word sound means complete, whole, entire, not lacking. What should these aged men have? They should be sound in faith. They don't know what they believe. That means you've got to read your Bible, men. That means you've got to study your Bible. That means you need to hear the preaching and and be a Bible. Well, I'm not a preacher, so I can't study or read commentaries. Who said that? There's nothing wrong with a man who's not a preacher studying uh, and getting a. If you need some recommendations, if you're reading a book of the Bible and you want a good commentary, I'd be glad to make a suggestion. There's nothing wrong with that. You ought to be a studious, sound in the face, sound in charity. That's love and action. He's not selfish sound and patience, that not only gives the idea of waiting, but it gives the idea of steadfastness, consistency. That's the aged men. Now look at verse number 3. Now he talks about the aged women. Watch the verse. That the aged women, watch this word, likewise. I believe that word likewise, Brother Charles, indicates that everything in verse number 2 for the aged men ought to apply to the aged women. I'm not going to run through all of them again, but a, a lady has no eye, no business drinking alcohol. She ought to be serious. She ought to be self-controlled. And she ought to be a Bible student too. Amen? Right. So what does the age women command? We're just looking at our Bibles, right? right. That's just what we're doing, okay? Right. Age women, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Now, holiness is a call that God puts on all the believers. Not just the women, but women ought to be holy. You got to think. You got to remember this church at Crete. They got a lot of believers that were saved out of paganism, which had a lot of immorality connected to it. And he says, "All right, you can't live like that like you used to." Becometh holiness. Watch the next one. Not false accusers. This word translated false accusers. One writer said is diabolus in the Greek, which is translated devil. In other words, don't be a mouthpiece for the devil. Now, ladies, I did not write that to the ladies. The men have the potential of doing the same thing. Come on, men. But he did say, ladies, you don't need to be false accusers. Men, we need to guard our tongues. But lady and th- ladies, in this text, I'm not shooting nobody tonight. You better guard your tongue. The Bible talks about in the book of Proverbs that he that speaketh before he heareth the matter, he's not wise. I'm not quoting that correctly, but that is the principle of that proverb. Here's the next thing. Not giving them much wine. That does not mean that you can have a little wine. Amen. That gives the idea of being drunk. I've heard people say, well, you can, you can drink some wine as long as you don't get drunk. Everybody has a different level that they can drink to before they're drunk. And there's only one way to find out how much to drink to get drunk. So that's why it's just good not to touch it at all. Amen. Amen. Here's the next thing. Teachers of good things. The aged women are to be examples to the young women of our church. Sadly, in 2023, young ladies look up to women that are nothing more than harlots and heathens. The Taylor Swifts, the Beyonce's, I don't know if she's even a thing anymore. All these, when we was growing up, it was Taylor Swift and Beyonce and Britney Spears and all those bunch of heathens. And and what got me is Christian parents buying that junk for their kids. I don't know who it is now, but young ladies, that's not who you're supposed to look up to. Y'all look up to the aged ladies of the church. Somebody say, well, who are the aged ladies? I ain't about to call a woman old in this building. Brother the Charles said he can name all of them. You see him after church; he'll tell you who all the aged women are. All right, that's what he told me. Amen. He said, "Preacher, I can give you a list." Amen. <laughs> I want to encourage you, young ladies, y'all, to look up. And I'll say this respectfully, I'll use our widows: Miss Miss Francis, Miss Janice, Miss Sherry, Miss Diane. I meant disrespectfully, but y'all are not young ladies anymore. Y'all, y'all been y'all. Mel used to say, I'm not old, I've just been around a long time. Alright, that's what we'll say. But these are ladies that dress in a modest fashion. That carry themselves as ladies. That were faithful to their husbands. That were faithful and are faithful to their children and to their grandchildren. These are good examples. Amen. There's others, but I just, I don't want to get in trouble with any other ladies. Amen. But I'm saying, and, and my wife. As the pastor's wife, I'm to be an example. But I believe she's to be an example. Amen. Then, he talks to the young women, verse 4 and 5. Y'all still with me? That they, verse 4, that they, the age women, may teach the young women. Man, they must have had a drinking problem at Crete. Watch what he says. Be sober. Here's why he keeps mentioning that over and over again. Because in the churches at Crete, in that religion at Crete, the false paganism, alcohol and immorality was a major part of their worship. He said, you need to Be sober. Here's what else these, these young ladies need to do. These young women, to love their husbands. Can I? And I'm not picking up two of them are here tonight, and two of them are not able to be here. Miss Francis, she lives about 30 minutes away and gets dark driving. But Miss Janice is home, not feeling well tonight with her legs. But I'll say this: Miss Janice, Miss Francis, Miss Sherry, Miss Diane. You know what they? You know what they did? They loved their husbands. I watched all of them. When their, when they, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I did, I did come by and see and see your husband, dying when he was watched all of them taking care of their husband, laying in that hospice bed or laying in that hospital bed before they died. All of them. What were they doing? They, they love their husbands. Watch what else? Say, the age women ought to teach the young lady to do to love their children. You'd think that'd be natural, but Paul told Timothy, we're living in a day where they don't have natural affection. That's why these mamas leave babies in cars, hot cars, and go inside shopping. It's foolish, stupid. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's uh, brutish. What I'm saying tonight is that that they ought to love their children, love their husbands. A young lady also, verse number 5, to be discreet. By the way, when, I, when we're talking about the young ladies here, we're, I'm talking about these girls, but I'm talking about you young mothers too. You ought to look up to these older ladies. Amen. They'll teach you how to love your husband. I like Brother Joe Arthur said, his mama took care of his daddy. She'd lay out his suit, his tie. She said, "Daddy." She said, Mama, why do you lay out daddy's suit and tie? She said, because your daddy, if I let him dress up, he'd look like Bozo the Clown. She'd fix his plate, cut up his food, all that. Brother Joe said, women like that are like parking spaces. They're either handicapped or taken you don't find them like that anymore amen you can smile it's okay i'm not saying you got to fix your uh, sir you can fix your own plate somebody help me all right and you can you can actually do your own laundry you can help out around the house amen leah you may, you must not want william doing laundry okay I, I sent something right over here boy i wish tony was here tonight we gotta get tony a cd of this amen no, but Tony do him. Hey, but I'm saying? Watch, watch. I gotta hurry. Y'all are getting me distracted. What else? They need to be discreet. Verse number five. The word discreet means sensible, self controlled. Hey, 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 Mama, hey, wife, you ladies that are married. The the nights out with the girls are over. Hey, fellas, the nights out with the boys are over. Well, I gotta go have my girlfriend night. Girlfriend night. What are you? Nineteen? And, you know, i got to go hang out with the boys. What are you, seven? I mean, what are you, part of the He-Man Woman Haters Club? Come on. a little, little rascals right there. Somebody help me. Amen. No, when you got married, you said goodbye to all that. Now, fellas, I enjoy, I don't mind, uh, we're not talking about a ladies' fellowship, we're not talking about the men going out, that's not what we're talking about. But I can tell you about women and men that go out, not with each other, they go out with their their buddies and with their friends, and they never spend no time together. It ought to to be so watch this next thing. Chaste, verse number number, uh, five. That's not a word you hear much anymore. This word chaste means pure from carnality, modesty. Ladies ought to look like ladies, carry themselves like ladies. Men, it is our job to make sure that our wives and our daughters dress right. Not just make approving it, but financing it. All the ladies are like, yeah, preach, preacher. Give me the credit card, amen. No, we to make we need to make sure, and dads and men and and dads. We have a responsibility, and I I want to be kind, okay? But we know where a man looks. Come on, don't let let, let me feel like I'm the only one. We know where a man looks, we know what a man thinks, so we need to tell our wives and our daughters, you're going to get attention that you don't need from people you don't need if you wear that. But modest is not just your clothing, modest is how you carry yourself. Being chaste. Everybody okay? Here's the next thing. Now remember, this is God's Word, right? Don't get mad at the preacher. Keepers at home. Now what does that mean? It, mean what it, it means what it says. Now listen to me tonight. I know there are some families where the mom has to work outside the home. I understand that. I'm not throwing rocks at you. But it ought to be your desire to be at home with your children. Here's what Paul's talking about or Paul's talking about. We've got a lot of women in this country that's more focused on their career than there are their children. I'm not, I understand you got to pay bills. I understand that. I, especially in this economy, trust me, I know it's it's about impossible to live on one income. Let's just be real. My wife, they, they my wife, they clean houses. Okay, I'm not, I'm not throwing it off, but she'd much rather be at home with the kids. And, Mama, that should be your desire. And, by the way, if you've really got that desire, you ought to pray about it. God, I'd really like one day to able to stay at home with my children. That doesn't mean you stay barefoot and pregnant all the time. All right? That's not what that's talking about. That keeper of the home, men who may not like what this sounds, you study that out. It means that they take care of the home. Here's what that means. They pick what color wall the, the paint is. The paint is on the wall. They pick the decorations. They rearrange the furniture 25 times. I have to be careful coming home late from revival meetings because there might be a table there that wasn't there when I left. I'm the only guy that walks through his house with a flashlight at night because something might have been moved. Well, I don't like that color. It doesn't matter if you like that color or not. That's her home. You just get to live there and pay for it. They keep the home. How many's ever heard of John Wesley? Charles Wesley. Wrote hymns. They were Methodist preachers. A little off on their doctrine, but pretty good fellas. Their mama was a lady named Susanna Wesley. Mamas, hold your breath now. She had 19 children. She homeschooled them all. She wrote prayers for each one of them every day. Prayed over her children. You know, all 19 children had grew up to have a heart for God. It's a pretty good example. And then he, he goes on, I'm hurrying. I got 10. Will y'all give me 10 minutes? It's 7.50. Let me, I'll finish at 8. Let me finish this. To be discreet, chase, keepers at home. I'm not throwing off on a woman that has to work outside in the home, all right? But you, don't be so focused on your career that you forget that God gave you children. Amen? Are, are we okay, ladies? Is that? I, I know that's your heart. That's why you have children. Don't have children for somebody else to raise. Watch the next thing. Be good. So we need you women right here to be, start being good. you all start being good, okay? That word good means to be kind. There ain't no fury like a woman's fury. Somebody say amen. You ought to be kind, especially to your husbands. Come on, guys, help me. Amen. I wish Tony was here. He'd be shouting. Right, he, Tony would have a flag running around a building by now. He probably... <laughs> amen. Means kind. Watch this next one. Obedient to their own husbands. That's not that doesn't mean the husband's better than the wife. It's God's order. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. It's God's line of authority. God did not take a bone out of Adam's head so he could rule over she would rule over him. God did not take a bone out of Adam's foot to make Eve so he would step on her. God took a bone out of his side, the closest thing to his heart. That's what our wives ought to be. That's God's authority. By the way, how many of y'all love the church tonight? The body of Christ. Ladies, you realize when the Lord Jesus wanted to exemplify and make an example of what he, how much He loved us, He said, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That church is that pearl of great price. I'm going to tell you how valuable that church is. He gave Himself for the church. Ladies, The world puts you down. They've done that ever since the Garden of Eden. That's what what Satan did to Eve in the garden. Yea, hath God said? But God elevates when she's in that line of authority. Amen? Then he talks about the young men. Let me hurry through this. Verse number six Young men, they'll be sober minded. This means they have a clear mind, clear your thinking. Hey, I'm telling you, your thinking determines your direction. As a man so thinketh in his heart so is, whatever you think about is what you really are. Watch what he else he says. A pattern of good work. Speaks of a godly testimony. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness. Means he has integrity. Boy, in fact, is that not what we're missing in 2023 is integrity and character? Am I boring y'all or is this is this, is this practical preaching? Amen. In gravity. This is a characteristic of a thing or a person which entitles reverence, respect, dignity, sanctity, honesty, purity. I'll say this tonight. We talk about the girls being pure, but the young men are supposed to be pure too. Please don't wear a white suit at your wedding though because you look goofy. i got so many friends I want to tell them that. You look so goofy in a white suit. Gray suit is good for your wedding, alright? Let, let your bride wear the white dress. You don't wear a white suit, okay? You just look goofy. Did anybody wear a white suit at your wedding and hold your hand up? Now, ain't nobody going to admit to it now. Phil! (laughs) I should have known Phil. But that was the 60s, okay? You know. (laughs) And and Patty got married late in life, too. And so, (laughs) I got to hurry. See, y'all keep distracting me, it messes up my sermon. That's why y'all have to stay here so long. Gravity. He talks about sincerity. Be real. Don't be fake. Don't be a hypocrite. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. Just as the ladies are to guard their mouth, the men are to guard their mouth. Guard your words. And then, verse number 9, he talks about servants. Servants. Exhort servants to be obedient. What verse nine? Self speech that cannot be condemned. That he that is at the contrary part may be ashamed, having no no evil to say of you, no evil thing to say of you. Here is what he's saying: Don't say goofy things to give lost people ammunition to attack you and attack the faith. Well, if he's a Christian, the woods full of them. That's why you ought to be careful with your language, not just the words you say, but the things you discuss and talk about. On the job, at school, out in public, out with your friends. I'm talking about the young men. That 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 goes from, from Daxton to me to the young dads in this church, the teenage boys in this church, we're to guard our words. Talks about the servants, exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. Now these servants here in this day was literally servants. We don't have servants in this day, but the application here is employees. He said, "You ought to be a good employee." How do you be a good employee? Well, here he tells you: you be obedient. This has gotten not just good for the for the men; it's good for the ladies that do have to work a job. You young ladies have a job. Here's the first thing: be a good employee. Do what you're told. Well, I don't think that's going to work. It don't matter. If authority told you to do it, if it goes wrong, if it door, if it blows up and you done what they said, that goes back on the authority, not on you. Don't stand there and argue for 20 minutes. Well, I think this is better. You don't get paid to think. You're not a philosopher. I mean, I don't care if you're working for a fella uh, installing windows, and he tells you, I want you to install those windows sideways instead of up and down. That ain't going to work. It don't matter. He's the boss. You be obedient. You do what you're told. Then, you, he said, you please them. No, you do what you're told, you do it right. Don't, don't be shoddy in your work. Don't be halfway in your work. Don't try to sneak around the edges and be lazy. That's a bad testimony. Especially if they know you're a Christian. You do it right. If you, I hope you have a job, hopefully all of y'all don't live off the government, alright? If you have a job, y'all will be the best employee at your place of business, especially if they know you're a Christian. Now, if you're a terrible employee, tell them you're an atheist or a Muslim. Tell them you're a Jehovah Witness, but don't tell them you're a born-again Christian. Because you're giving the rest of us a bad name. That's why most businesses don't want to hire Christians, because they're lazy and they do shoddy work. Watch what he says, be obedient, please them. Watch this now. Not answering again. Did you read that? Not answering again. Don't argue with them. Well, I think we all do it like this. You're not a philosopher. You don't get paid to think. Well, that ain't going to work. If it don't work, that's not your problem. Now, you said when we started this sermon, you believed this was the Word of God. So you go on your job tomorrow and argue with your authority, you're disobeying Scripture. So the best thing you can do, keep your mouth shut and do your job and do it right. Or go find another job. Amen. I told y'all, I've never heard these verses preached on. This might be why. <laughs> here's the last thing, and I'm just going to say it. There's, there's the, the demand for practical preaching, the details of practical preaching, but here's why. Here's the design why? Look, look at this. Got to, we're, we're to avoid proloning. This word proloning means to divide or separate. In other words, you cannot separate your Christianity from your regular life. You can't separate your church life from your domestic life and your work life. You have one life in Christ. You're to be a Christian in this building. Amen? But you're to be a Christian out there in the world. You're to be active in practice, but showing all good fidelity. Just don't say what you believe. Show what you believe by how you behave. You ought to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, to your authority. And then an adorning purpose, verse 10. That they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. I'm done. It's thir- i got two minutes. I'm at 36 minutes. I, I appreciate our... Folks are so kind to me. Especially for my birthday, I got some Bass Pro Shop gift certificates and gift cards. So I went and bought myself and I bought me a case knife today. Amber Bone case double X. Oh yes, friend. Uh, pretty knife. Stay away. I'll cut you. Okay. But um uh, and but we put in the bulletin, they put in the bulletin for my birthday, please no Cheese Factory gift cards, Cheesecake Factory. Now, I love the Cheesecake Factory, but you folks are so generous. Between Christmas last year and my and my anniversary, I had $250 worth of Cheesecake Factory gift cards. We went and ate for my anniversary. I still got $150. We'll go, we'll go back here soon. So I didn't need any more, but I, I'm thankful. Now, when we eat those up, I'll let you know. All right? But you know what they'll do at Cheesecake Factory? I'm not even going to give an invitation because some of y'all will be afraid to come up to the altar thinking that I've been preaching about you tonight. And I have. But you know what they'll do at Cheesecake I'll order that steak. I'm a little bitter because I got rid of my favorite steak. But the ribeye is not bad. But they'll put something on that plate called parsley. Don't nobody eat that stuff. You don't say, oh goody, they put parsley on my plate. You know what they put that on there for? To adorn it to make it look good. That ain't the parsley ain't the point. I didn't order parsley, I ordered a ordered that twelve ounce ribeye cooked medium. Oh yes. But you know, you know what? Our Christian life ain't about us. We're just the parsley. And we're to make Christ look good. How do we make him look good? By adhering to the commands in Titus chapter two, verses one through ten. It has hit all of us tonight. The aged men, the aged women, the young ladies and the young men. And the servants, the employees, all of us tonight are accountable for what we've heard. Let's make Jesus look good tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to have a word of prayer. Let you be dismissed tonight.